David Graham is a speaker, author, businessman, former pastor, and founding director of Youth with a Mission Montana. He is also the author of the song, In Moments Like These. This song appropriately describes this podcast, which is a short, biblically-based, and encouraging devotional influenced by David's lifetime of personal moments. These moments are shared with a heart to encourage and inspire you to see Him, our Heavenly Father, at work in your own moments. I know this is David's heart in sharing because he has spent my lifetime speaking hope and encouragement into my own heart. If you would, take a few minutes and listen today. I am really proud of the things that he has done throughout his life, but what I am most proud of and grateful for is for the kind of dad, daddy, he has been to me. Once again, dear friend, I want to refer back to those transforming moments in 1982, when for three straight mornings in my church office, I met with the counselor, the Holy Spirit. You're still listening, so you must trust me some. In my last several episodes, I've shared over half of the 10 life principles I was given during those most unusual moments. Last week, I shared principle number six, which was never fear man. After pondering that for several minutes, this happened. I felt I was to open up the Psalms again. Psalm 116 came into my head, so I turned there. The first verse I laid my eyes on was verse 7. It was this, Be at rest, O my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. And immediately after that, I heard this. David, the Holy Spirit said, Relax. Be deliberate instead of reactive. Pause. Slow down. Take control. Live. This is principle number seven. The words hit home. For too long, my M.O. had been one of crisis management, knee-jerky. It wasn't impossible for me to knock over a glass of water at a local restaurant and then, in a quick attempt to clean it up, dump my soup. On the way out, for extra measure, I, I might collide with a senior citizen who was on portable oxygen. To this day, admittedly, I'm sometimes clumsy. But back in those days... I was often an accident waiting to happen. It was also not uncommon for me to feel I had to provide an answer for every question, even if the question was directed at someone else. I had always felt obliged to keep the conversation going, be everybody's friend, and laugh convincingly at at jokes I didn't like or didn't get. I would sometimes apologize for things I didn't do, or that never even happened. I often felt guilty for having fun. And then, of course, it wasn't fun, because I felt guilty for it. The next words out of the Spirit's mouth had a profound impact on me. I will remember them all the days of my life. David, he said, 
you take yourself way too seriously. Ouch! What? Oh, and then I knew what he meant. I had been a person of continual self-evaluation and unhealthy introspection. I just never felt good enough. I could never come to a place of rest with myself. I was constantly searching for significance, all the while enforcing an unattractive self-pride. I was in shock for several moments, impacted by the words. And then my eyes teared up as I pondered the truth. At first, the tears came over regret for the past. Then tears came over hope for the future. Right there in my office, I began to feel a huge burden lift off my emotional shoulders. I began to understand. It was time for me. It was time for me to relax. And it was time for me to live my life. Many Christians are under the same sort of burden I was. Perhaps they express it differently than I did. But their bottom line is the same. No life. Some, for example, feel if they aren't doing something for God every minute, then they aren't pleasing Him. They operate as though there is no time and seldom any grace for oneself. Have you ever heard a testimony like this one? You know, before I became a Christian, I used to go surfing all the time. But since I met Jesus, I stopped surfing. And I go to church meetings all the time. What? Did God say you can't go surfing anymore? Hmm. Didn't Jesus say in John chapter 10, 10, we addressed this in episode 5, Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Now, based on his words, couldn't a fun and healthy activity be included in a life lived to the full? Some Christians feel they have suddenly impaired their relationship with God if they miss a prayer or a quiet time. Remember, quiet times weren't intended for the purpose of building God up, but for the purpose of building us up. To keep on growing, we'll need time with the Father for the rest of our lives, but He doesn't get angry with us if we sometimes break our devotional routine. We need to see God for who He really is. This relationship is about a father and his children, not a warden and his prisoners. The father is not needy, demanding, or self-centered. He lacks in nothing. His nature is love and being the ultimate parent. His only concern is for his children. He actually lives who he is and what he preaches. For example, consider the well-known passage, it is more blessed to give than to receive. He lives by that truth. Though having loving children does bring the Father great pleasure, most of His pleasure, the blessing for Him comes from His giving them pleasure and seeing them happy. All good and loving parents feel this way, and God is the author of good and loving parenting. Follow with me as I illustrate in human terms his fatherly nature when it concerns our happiness. 
Suppose I take my daughter to McDonald's for a special treat. When I get in line to order, I ask my daughter, what would you like to eat, sweetheart? And she responds, what would you like me to have, daddy? And I say, sweetheart, you can have anything on the menu. Then she says, but daddy, I only want what you want me to have. And you probably want me to have a fish sandwich because you know I don't like fish sandwiches and, and I want you to be happy with me. So I will have a fish sandwich and could I please have some water with it? Contrary to some doctrines, God is not a fish sandwich God. At the risk of sounding repetitive, he really does love to see us happy. He longs for the day when there is no more sorrow and all of his children experience nothing but perpetual happiness. He works for our happiness, not against it. So being the father he is, it's in his nature to say, give my little girl anything on the menu she wants, including a chocolate shake. I shared that illustration to help make sense of what the Holy Spirit said last on that second morning in my office. The Spirit leaned forward one last time. He smiled and said, Son, put down that Bible and let's go fishing. You know, he just wanted me to relax and live life. And so we did. We went fishing. Many years later, I was driving home from a teaching trip in southern Alberta, Canada. It was my last trip of the year, and I was so happy to be going home for the Christmas holidays. As much as I like doing what I do, most of all, I love coming home to Kathy, the kids, and now the grandkids. Living in the mountains of Montana is the icing on the cake. After crossing the U.S.-Canadian border, my route had taken me west on the High Line, through the Blackfeet Indian Reservation, and into the little town of Browning at the base of the Rockies on the east side of the Continental Divide. I continued west on Highway 2 and sped up the eastern slopes heading toward East Glacier, the eastern entrance to Glacier National Park. About three miles from the summit of Marias Pass, I was suddenly engulfed in a most unusual and spectacular winter display. A snowfall the night before had left 10 inches of fresh new powder. Though the road had been plowed, it was packed hard and white, nearly blending with the adjacent and luminous snowfields that pushed back the dense forest a few hundred yards off the highway's edges. The sun was brilliant, and the gigantic snow-covered peaks ahead of me glistened against a gorgeous blue Montana big sky. But what stole the show was the fresh, finely powdered snow being carried by the high winds. With powerful, symphonic movements, the powder danced magically back and forth across the snow-packed surface of the highway. Now, the entire roadway before me had become one with the snowfields, a flurry of swirling white. I felt exactly like I was flying on a cloud. It was incredible. I powered down all four windows on my old Honda Accord and turned up my Kenny G tape to nearly full volume. I thought I heard the father say, 
go faster. Not wanting to disobey, I dropped from fifth gear into fourth, and I charged through the pass and over the top of the world. The mountains, the motion, the music, the moment, all so wonderful, so free. Close to the summit, I finally let go a shout at the very top of my lungs. Father, this is beautiful. I distinctly heard him reply. I thought you'd like this. That was my only conversation with God that day. Maybe for a few days. Dear friend, our Father in Heaven is working for our happiness. He wants us to take a deep breath. He wants us to relax in the truth of that. We love Him and we serve Him. He loves us and He wants us to live our lives. Dear Holy Spirit, you always know what we need to know. You're the most wonderful counselor ever. Please visit with this dear one now with your special personal words. Dear Father, you're the most wonderful father ever. You bring happiness to the hearts of your children. Please bring new hope and happiness to this dear one today. Thank you. Let it be. You've been listening to In Moments Like These with David Graham. If you'd like to contact David or find out more information about In Moments Like These, please visit InMomentsLikeThese.com.